virtual reality in industrial design. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Elizabeth Barron, Head of Immersive Strategy Development at Unity. Welcome, Elizabeth. Yeah, thank you, Tanya. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. What does Unity do, and what do you do in your role there? So uh, Unity is famous for the development of uh, gaming technology. So it's a game engine that's used to produce 2D and 3D content. Um, it has uh, moved into the industrial design and engineering and manufacturing space as a platform for storytelling for product creation. And so that's where I come in to uh, you know, really get Unity's uh, benefit out there for manufacturing and enterprise. You have a pretty extensive background uh, in this area. Tell us how virtual reality is used to help design automobiles and, and how it evolved. Well, it's really interesting because uh, virtual reality is really integral to automotive design now. And it's uh, that way for multiple disciplines in the companies that uh, use it. So for automotive, it's used in engineering to look at how things come together. It's used in manufacturing to figure out how to assemble uh, like the vehicle as it goes down the line. It's used in design to personally connect between a customer and uh, the, the designer that's creating this beautiful vehicle. So it's really interesting because it's a uh, because it's immersive and because it's volumetric and spatial and because you can have presence in that world. It's really useful as a, a communication tool amongst different disciplines. What is it about VR that helps you communicate? Uh, it's the way that you are in the data, which is extremely relatable to anybody else. So the, the beauty of immersive environments for auto and aero and many others is that you can have this one-to-one uh, -one relationship with the data and you can create an environment that represents both art and science. So an artist can say, look at my beautiful vehicle, see how the body panels sculpt down the side of the vehicle. And then an engineer can say, look at my beautiful vehicle, see how the the engine hangs onto the frame and hangs onto the body. And now those two people can have a conversation and they both relate to each other. They understand each other's point of view. And so for an engineer, it really brings a spreadsheet to life to explain something to a designer who's very artistic. And for an artist, it really takes a clay model and brings it to life and shows all of the possibility of the beauty of the vehicle. What goes into making VR useful in design? What software, hardware, or data is, is involved? So in the thing about most automotive is, and almost any uh, company that creates things, is they have a process and a way of working. And they have uh, CAD data, they have uh, tools that they use to create you know, the, the um, body of the vehicle, they, they create some physical models and all of that goes into the virtual environment. And that's what makes it so great is, is it contains uh, CAD data, it, it contains data with engineering integrity, it contains data with the true look, like with measured materials so that you can 
actually represent uh, the environment with real-time ray tracing. So all of those things are part of putting together this holistic, immersive environment that you can make evaluations with. Are there certain design use cases that are better for VR maybe than others? Uh, definitely. So right now, anything you touch is um, yes or no. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. And, uh, and that's because touch is actually people see by touching. They like if you go to an automotive studio, they still love clay because they run their hands on the clay and they feel the surface and all the uh, the you know the tiny little details with their hands. Um, so there's some things in touch that are still not 100%, even though there's a lot of really good stuff going on virtual physical interaction with uh, microcontrollers, um, but for anything visual we are so close to total goodness with real-time ray tracing in vr where you can get in that data and you can see the world uh, with light that's uh, propagated around the scene based on the physical properties of light what do you mean when you say that uh, immersion is social so uh, the people are social, which we're kind of learning through the events going on in our world, how hard it is to be uh, distanced. Um, but people work and collaborate together in teams. And the way they naturally work, they have a volumetric presence around them and they understand their world. They understand the product that they're developing. They personally relate to what they're uh, developing. And then they like to uh, have conversations with other people about what they're working on and what they're creating. And in the immersive environment, you can personally relate to the product you're creating and have somebody else collaborating in real time, just like what we're doing right now. We could both be in an immersive environment seeing a life-size vehicle and it's like we're there. And that, that collaboration leads to discovery that's beyond anything that can be done from a flat screen, in my opinion. How should we calculate the, the ROI, if you will, on VR in design? Well, it's really interesting because um, one of the biggest ROIs for immersive is remote collaboration. So just what I spoke about before is a huge enabler to be able to have co-located teams in a virtual environment, but physically uh, very far away is a huge time save. It's, uh, it's, the travel is actually pretty incidental compared to the amount of time that you save and the amount of uh, different iterations that teams can study. So when you can get a holistic view of your product and then look at that holistic view from all across the globe and study so many more options than you ever could create, physically create prototypes for, that, that's a huge ROI and many autos especially are seeing that value and implementing that really deeply into their process. What recommendations can you offer to enterprise that wants to take advantage of VR and design? So I recommend a top-down and bottom-up approach because uh, adoption of the technology is really uh, the biggest um, thing to overcome is really cultural. 
every organization has a way of working and their way of working has worked for them for many years and it's good and it's tried and it's true. It may have some issues, but in general, that's how they work and they like it. So the immersive paradigm upsets that. And, and even though it's upsetting it in a good way, it really needs to be considered. So there needs to be a grassroots approach where you understand how a company works and then what they do now, and then figure out where the immersive paradigm fits in. Cause it does not fit in everywhere. Like the touch example I gave in, in other ways, but it fits in in a lot of other uh, cases. So find out what those are by talking to the people that actually do the analysis and do the work and communicate with all the other teams and then have leadership uh, really take hold and, and uh, champion the value that it has and enable the entire chain in your organization to realize the value and kind of get around it. Elizabeth Barron, Head of Immersive Strategy Development at Unity. Thank you so much for your time today, Elizabeth. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? I think the best way is on LinkedIn and it's Elizabeth S. Barron. Sounds good, thanks again. And if you wanna find more of my interviews, you can do that right here, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.